Well there, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, coming at you tonight. Uh, in case you didn't know, today is Tuesday, January 4, 2021, and you're in the middle of watching a series of how to handle difficult people. Uh, we start our series on Saturday, and we usually end them on Friday. They usually run uh, seven days or they run uh, 14 days, so one week or two weeks approximately. So this series will be going to Friday night, and then we'll have another one on Saturday. And the one on Saturday will be talking a little more about the brain. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag just yet. All right, so for those of you that are new to my series, welcome. Um, we unleash some amazing information here that you can't find anywhere else. The best is it's free. And the great thing is that if you choose to apply these things, you can change your life almost overnight. For those of you that are not new and coming back, welcome back, my friends. It's great to see you. Um, and whether you're new or whether you're here for the first time, tell me where you're from, what part of the country you're from. Uh, comment below and then give me a like, a support, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on my John C. Morley Serial Entrepreneur Facebook page, whether you're on my link book, LinkedIn profile page, my YouTube John C. Morley page, my Twitch page, or my Twitter page. It is so great to have you. So we've got lots to talk about when we think about difficult people. So we're going to talk about one. Uh, you probably heard of this before. It's called the pleaser. Um, so the pleaser is a difficult type of person. Have you ever heard of the pleaser? Uh, the pleaser uh, is a difficult uh, type of person. And the thing about a pleaser is uh, you never reach your goals because you're trying to be all things to all people. Now, I can say to you that um, being a people pleaser is good, but there's a challenge with being a people pleaser, right? Because a people pleaser is always trying to do things. And the difficult person here is the one you're trying to please. Let's take uh, Joe at the office. I'm just going to name him Joe. That's not really his name. I'm just going to make up a name. And uh, Joe is, um, I don't know, let's say he's um, one of the people that have been on the project team for quite a while. And you're always trying to impress Joe and you're hoping that maybe you'll get a raise or things like that. But that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. But for whatever reason, you feel that you want to impress Joe and you want to be kind and great to him. That's wonderful. But Joe always puts you into this preca these precarious situations, times when you actually are not really able to do things half the time, but you want to please Joe. So you just tell him you'll do it. And you become this uh, constant person that's about pleasing. And um, you never get what you want because you're always pleasing that person. And it becomes so frustrating because you're actually being abused by a person that is doing this to you. And they know what they're doing. They know that they are asking you like, oh, yeah, you don't have to do that. You know, you really don't have to. And they kind of lay that kindness on you and they lay guilt on you. Oh, yeah, you know the ones. And so you feel like it's out of your control when this happens. But you know what? It's a mind game that they're playing with you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's a mind game. And a lot of people play this game. 
It's a power control game. So how do you handle this difficult type of person? Joe, um, maybe he asks you to uh, remanage or reschedule the team's assignments. So you do that. A little bit challenging. Next week, he asks you, uh, you know, John, I was just wondering uh, why you're here. Uh, I know you read the budget. That was great. I was wondering um, if you also could take care of our logistic issues, because it seems like we're having some shipping control issues. And I know you're really great with that. So if you wouldn't mind calling um, all the 50 vendors and just making sure everything's on track to be, um, um, you know, brought in. And you might say something like, well, isn't that Mary's job? Yeah, Mary's just really busy right now. So you kind of shut up and don't say anything. And um, that's a lot. But you get it done. And you're really dead tired. You have no time for yourself for the weekend because you spent all this extra time not getting paid extra for it. And now Joe asks you to do something else. Like, hey, John, um, you know, we're getting ready for the launch. And I was just wondering, um, when we get ready for the launch, I actually need you uh, to be there on the day of the launch. And I actually need you to be there all weekend in case anybody else has questions. This is a lot to ask. So how do you handle Joe? You could say, um, because you don't want to talk to Joe when Joe's in the group with all these people. That would, you know, make him defensive to you. Say, hey, Joe, um, listen, after uh, today's meeting, could we get a cup of coffee? Sure. So you got a cup of coffee and maybe you want to buy him a cup of coffee. And he's, yeah, sure. So you buy him a cup of coffee and maybe you do that because when you buy him a cup of coffee, it's going to take him a little off guard. Because you're, what would you like? A latte? Maybe he asks for something that's five, six dollars. Doesn't matter. So you buy him a latte. It's like, all right. Yeah, no problem, Joe. My, my, I appreciate your time. So I'm just going to take a coffee or whatever. So um, you're talking to him. So, oh, what you, so uh, what you want with the latte is really good. What you want to talk to me about? Well, Joe, you know, I've been on this team for a very long time and I always put my best foot forward. Oh, yeah, you do a great job. Yeah. And I don't feel everyone in our team is actually pulling the line. You know, you're right about that. Yeah. Um, not only are they not pulling the line, I feel that I'm being expected to do more than my fair share. We're all a team. We're all working together. I get it. So if you just give me a minute, Joe, I want to just share something with you. If you could just give me like two minutes and don't say anything, I would really appreciate it. So I get this off my chest. Uh, I like you. You're a great manager. I enjoy being on the team. Okay. And I like everything we're doing. I do feel sometimes that I'm being abused uh, by you. You always use me as a scapegoat to do things. And uh, I'm really good at what I do. And with all due respect to you, I want to let you know that I'm going to start saying no to you. Because I right now feel that you're abusing me and that's not fair to me. Well, gee, John, like, I get it. And you know what? If that's the way you're going to be, and you're not willing to see my side, which I've tried to share with you, take me off the project. Because I really don't want to be on a team where there is no team, where I do all the work. You don't do anything either. I do 90% of this team's work. And then when it gets time to bring it to the boss, everyone else takes credit. Not that I care about that, but I put the time in. So I'm putting my foot down right now that, Going forward on the next meetings, I'm not available to take on any additional work. Well, you know, I'm going to have to talk to, talk to my manager about it. Um, 
and then I'll bring up all the other times and all the documentation of what I did and how I actually saved the team. So you can do whatever you want to do. Um, I don't want this to turn out nasty. So this is why I want to have the conversation with you, but I have all the documentation and I have everything that I did to save you guys. So going forward, if you don't respect me, I'm not willing to be on the team anymore. If you're going to put those kind of ultimatums against me, just not going to do it. So now the next day comes and it's like, uh, so today uh, we're going to sign tasks. And uh, John, I'm sure you wouldn't mind um, helping us. No, I wouldn't mind helping. Great. Uh, and so you'll take care of the logistics. Uh, no, I won't. Uh, I'd love to. I am really busy with many other projects in the office. and I have some personal things. And frankly, I think it's time for someone else on the team to step up. Oh. And everybody gets silent. And then you might say something like, Gee, you know, I've been on this team for quite a while, but I don't think we really have a team here. I think we have an I team, which is that I do everything. And um, that's stopping today. And if it doesn't stop, I'm going to remove myself from this team because I don't want to be on a team where I'm the only one that's doing anything. So that's called the pleaser, all right? You're always trying to do what you can uh, to please the other person, okay? Um, what's another challenge that people run into? So you get people that do nothing, right? They don't want to share. Um, maybe you're being friendly to them. And they say they have no interest. They have no hobbies. Uh, there's no interest in working together. And this may sound harsh, but, you know, you have to give them something to bite onto. Um, how do you remedy this? Well, for people that are disinterested, you have to find something in your life and their life that's going to spark to cause a reason to work together. Just because they don't work with you doesn't mean that they are going to, um, let me get a little air here. Uh, it doesn't mean that they don't like you. It just means that there's not enough for them to, to, to get involved with. So being interested starts with having an interest. And if you can't create an interest, you're going to have a problem out of the gate. I mean, immediately out of the gate. So that's, that's another one. Uh, there's another one that I want to share with you tonight, and it's called the complainer. And people always say, all right, just be quiet already. You probably had this person. Uh, they were on your, um, I don't know, they were, they were on your um, team in the office. Um, and uh, maybe they're on your sales team. And they just keep complaining about everything. Well, you know, we don't have a budget. Well, you know, uh, the copier never works. You know, we don't get, uh, uh, you know, bagels and juice anymore in the morning. Um, you know, we're not getting extra bonuses this year. And you're like, all right, just like enough, like be quiet already. And the best thing to do is to steer clear of the complainer. If the person complains about everything, the best thing to do is to just steer clear of them. Uh, if you have to deal with them, um, just remain passive and don't confront them. 
pretty soon they're going to realize that you're not kowtowing into them and the rest of the group is going to stop because if you're the leader of the group and you're directing the group, they're going to realize that they're on the out and it's not just you. It's everybody that doesn't want to deal with them. The, um, this person uh, that we call the complainer, they don't have an agreement. They don't want to engage. Um, this can happen if it's your spouse. Uh, maybe they just have nothing uh, they want to support, but they have so many things they want to complain about. Oh, the cooking's terrible. Oh, the cleaning's terrible. Oh, the you don't ever take care of the kids. Or... Oh, you know, I, I, we got to go to your, your parents again, or, oh, uh, I got to take care of the dog. I mean, there's always something with this person, but it's never them. So how do you handle this when they are always, you know, they're wrong, but you can't confront them and say, look, I'll take care of the dog today. All right. Um, but after I walk the dog, I want to come back and I'd like to talk with you. Yeah, sure. So listen. Um, I've been walking the dog. I've been doing all these other things and I'm not complaining. I love what I do. I go to work, I come back and I'm doing all these things. And then I come home and someone just seems to pick out everything that I'm doing wrong. I'm doing a lot of things right, but there's like four or five things that I'm not doing great. And it's like that person's just digging into me. Now, there's some things the other person is not necessarily doing right, but I don't actually go after them like that. You see, what's happening right now is one person's complaining, okay? And I feel badly that we're having this conversation, but I want our relationship to last. And I feel the road that we're going down right now, we're going to be out of a relationship in six months to a year because I'm starting to lose my empathy and I'm also starting to, in one way, fall out of love with you. So what's the, what's the opposite of being in love? Well, disinterest is uninterested, right? But what is the opposite of in love? What's the opposite word of being in love? And we had to say that. Is it hate? No. No. It, it, it's not hate. But what is the opposite of being um, in love? The opposite of being in love? Think about that for a minute. The, what, what is the opposite? Just think about that for a second. I want you to think about that. What is the opposite of being in love? Being disinterested, right? It's not hate. It's showing no interest. And so I'm bringing this to your attention because we have a chance to fix this. If we both want to. And I hope that you can understand that I'm trying to bring this up about the behavior, not about a person. So I don't like the actions. It has nothing to do with you. 
I just don't like the way that I'm being treated. And when this comes up, people oftentimes say, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? And a lot of times people will say, you know, this isn't the right thing. Or sometimes when they have the conversation, oh, you know what, honey, you're right. I'm so sorry I said that to you. And then they'll yes you to death. Okay. But then you know what happens? A week later, they go back to doing the same nonsense all over again. Say, so, hey, um, remember we had a conversation? We go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Remember we talked about how we're going to start taking more interest in each other and how we're going to start sharing the tasks. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I'm, I'm just really busy tonight. I understand. You've been busy every single night this week. And um, to be honest with you, I don't feel like our conversation had any uh, outcome other than nothing. So we can have another conversation. But I'm sharing this with you right now. Whether we have a conversation or we don't, this is going to cause me to fall out of love with you. May not happen overnight. Might take several months, might take a year or two, but it's going to happen. So I'm letting you know this right now because I care about you. But if you're too in your head and you don't want to listen to what I have to say, because I'm not perfect, then we probably should just end this right now. And if the person starts yelling and screaming at you, look, I understand you're upset. I'm not perfect. Okay. I'm not yelling at you. I don't want to be yelled at. I'm stating how I feel because I'm feeling abused. Now, maybe that's not your intention. And I don't hate you for it. I just don't like it. And I want it to change. And you see, when you can bring something like this up to people, most people won't do it because they're afraid. They're afraid. When we talk about always pleasing others and always accepting everything that people want, it actually causes the other person by us enabling them to become a little bit selfish. Interesting, right? What we should be doing is switch this around a little bit to be a little bit selfish ourselves. So if someone's asking you something and you need to do something and you, and you can't, or well, maybe you don't want to, say, look, um, I'd like to, uh, just can't tonight. That's it. And maybe you need to do something personal. Maybe you need to relax. Uh, maybe you want to watch a good movie. Okay? But having a little bit of selfishness is not bad. Because too many people out there will abuse you when they find out 
that you're vulnerable. That sounds kind of terrible, doesn't it? How do you bring an olive branch of empathy when somebody's difficult? Not easy. People become frustrated. And you're trying to stay sane, right? But you don't want your baggage or your challenges to become this cloud over someone else or covering. So what we need to do is take a step back. I always recommend taking three deep breaths. Uh, there's a great thing I've learned from Silva many years ago before I even got certified hypnosis, and that's to close your eyes, take a deep breath, hold for the count of three, hold it for the count of three, and exhale for the count of three. Inhale for the count of three, thinking of the number two, hold it for the count of three, and exhale for the count of three. Do it one more time for the count of one, holding it three times, inhale to three, hold the thinking of the number one, holding it for the three, and exhale while visualizing the number one. Now, when you do this, you step back, okay? And you're going to get a different frame of mind, okay? A lot of times we're too emotionally attached to the situation. And because of that, we may say something due to the situation, but not something we really wanted to say. So I always recommend that if you have somebody difficult and you can't deal with them at the moment, Nothing wrong with that. You could say, look, um, I understand. Um, could we talk about this later? Thanks so much. And now you have a chance to go on your own and just think about how you want to address this. Maybe write some things out on paper and then come back to them later and say, hey, um, you know, I had some time to think. And the reason I did that is I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Uh, because I was upset and I was angry, uh, as I'm sure you were too. So I wanted time to cool off a little bit and approach this logically and with a bit of compassion. And they're going to be like so blown away. So we've got a lot more to talk about when we think about empathy um, because empathy is a very big key to dealing with a difficult person. But don't let empathy overpower your desire and or the ability to disrespect you. So don't let somebody else's feelings get in the way of causing you to be disrespected. Don't let them make you feel guilty because of that. We have a lot to talk about in these next few days, which is, uh, well, tomorrow we have Wednesday night, we have Thursday night and Friday night. And we're going to talk more about dealing with difficult people. It's not that it's hard. It's that we need practice doing it and in the environment, right? If you've ever played chess before and you weren't a great chess player, could you play chess in a competitive environment if you didn't even know how the queen moved or the knight moved or 
the rook moved? No. So you've got to get competent in the environment. And then you can add things like competition, audience, stuff like that. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you this evening, as I hope that you'll understand that tonight we learned about, yes, the complainer and how we can handle that person, all right? Um, and we learned about the pleaser. Those are the two main ones that we learned about tonight. And um, we'll talk about some more later, another time. But I want you to understand that when you have a conversation with someone and they're difficult, don't treat them as somebody who's difficult. Treat them as a person. And when you talk about the challenge you're having, talk about the behavior, not about the person. That's really important. Separate the behavior from... The fact that, oh, you're terrible, you make me feel like this. You can say, look, whenever this kind of thing happens or whenever I'm asked to do something, I always want to say yes. However, sometimes I become vulnerable and I've learned this and then I want to keep saying yes and then I feel badly because I've learned that I've been abused by others. And I don't hate the person, I just don't like this kind of attitude. And I'm learning right now that I need to be more self-aware and I need to be cognizant of when people are doing this. And I'm getting better at it. It's just that I feel people take advantage of me. When you put it like that, you're not going after the person you're talking about the behavior. If the person just goes off on you, What do you do? Don't yell at them. You can say, look, I understand that you're upset right now from the tone in your voice. Well, you're darn right upset. I understand. Why don't we take an hour and just kind of relax or take a day and we can come back and talk about this. And if they say no, then you can say, you know what? Um... I wanted to take some time. I understand you don't want to give that to me. It's fine. Since that's not something you're going to let me have, I think we should just end our relationship right now. It's going to send them off into a tizzy. But remember, don't let people disrespect you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tag your friends, your colleagues, and your associates. And share this out with everyone you know. I've got so much more to share with you on um, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night about how to handle difficult people. And then on Saturday, we're going to get into the brain, which is going to be amazing. So I know you got difficult people in your life. We all have. But remember, it's not the person that's difficult. It's the behavior. All right? Remember that when we talk about having a difficult person, that's how we refer to it but it's difficult behavior, right? Because maybe that person is not difficult to someone else. You don't want to, um, let's say, uh, put a label on someone. 
but you can label a behavior. Just don't label a person because that's going to get them to become vindictive to you and you're not going to get anywhere. Again, I'm John C. Morley, Sir Entrepreneur. It's been a privilege, a pleasure, and honor to be with you tonight. If you got value out of the content, share this out to everyone you know here on the social media platforms. Go to YouTube.com, type in my name, John Space, E Space, M-O-R-L-E-Y, Space, Sir Entrepreneur. Look for the key phrase, help keep our content free, and then look for that link to PayPal and make the choice to buy my team and I a cup of coffee. We'll be so grateful for those pennies and dollars. We'll invest with new hardware, new technology, new equipment, and even new facilities to give you the most jaw-dropping motivational content. And remember, if you've got somebody that is making you feel uncomfortable about yourself because they're guilting you, it might be time to just push them aside for a moment and take some time to analyze what's going on before you decide to say yes or no. Have yourself a great night, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow with more great motivation on this continued series that we're in about how to handle difficult people. Have a great night, everyone.